KXNO. After their bye week, the Chiefs returned to action to host the Jaguars in the NFL's divisional playoff round on Saturday afternoon. Jacksonville coming off their stunning comeback win over the Chargers. Tonight, final game of the wild card round as the Buccaneers host the Cowboys for a 7-15 kickoff in Tampa. Nick Kyrgios was forced to withdraw from the Australian Open less than 24 hours before his first round match due to a left knee injury that will require arthroscopic surgery. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Two, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Five minutes after noon, Nick Athen on the Kansas City Chiefs coming up here in about 10 minutes. Nick Olson on Iowa State. He'll join us at 1230. Uh, one more NFL game. We'll get to the nightcap last night. Uh, but uh, back to Saturday for just a second. Have you seen the criticism that have befallen Tony Dungy and Al Michaels for their lack of, I don't know, uh, they just didn't seem into it. Yeah, absolutely. And Justified? Heard, fair? Yeah, because I heard the same thing. Is it more Tony Dungy than Al Michaels? No, it was it was Al Michaels. Was I, it him too? Did Tony Dungy bring him down? No, I think Al Michaels didn't bring him up. Gotcha. I put this on Al Michaels. That, that's well, he's the, the pro. He's yes. the play-by-play You're guy. the broadcaster. Yeah. You're the play-by-play. Yeah. It is your broadcast. Yeah. It is your job. You're driving. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he didn't drive it very well. Look, Tony Dungy's never going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know no. that I mean that he's, he's not going to be bombastic. Right? No, 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 no. I can get Stephen A. Smith out of him. Right? You're going to get in studio Sunday Night Football uh, Tony Dungy. That's who he is. I think you're right, Trent. I think this is now Michael's thing. Um, Are we nearing the end? Yes. Is he going to go back to another year of crappy Thursday night I think games? So. I think he is. Just keep collecting them checks, huh? Well, he's or he's earned that right. He <laughs> has, and but, he's still good. Yeah, but but that that game was, I mean. It was an all-timer. It was an all-timer. Last night, let's move to last night. First of all, let's start with Mark Andrews' hustle play. Mm -hmm. My good God, what an unbelievable play as he tries to run down Sam Hubbard. But before we get to that point, I want to take you to the 35-yard line. There was a block in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 51 Mm -hmm. for Cincinnati. I thought committed a foul that should have been called. Um. Hats off to Andrews for for making the play that he did. I mean, this is a tight end who's in full flight and catching up. And if you're a guy, and if you've got the ball and you're surrounded by your teammates, is there is there going to come a point at some point where these guys get coached? At least one of you turn around and see who's coming. Right. It inevitably happens, Trent, that you're being escorted into the end zone, and your teammates fail to pick up the other team that's trying to run down and make a play, as almost happened last night. I thought Mark Andrews was clipped. I watched it again. He does puts he, his hand on his back. He does, but does he Does he shove him? He, he took a tumble he, like he did. Now maybe he's, he's, his That might have been a against, sales job, though, too. It might like, have been. Hey, I'm not catching it. <laughs> I'm out. Gas tank is empty. Here's my one last hope. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a fall here. I felt the touch, and that's enough. I'm going to see if I can sell this one a little bit. I see what exactly what you're saying. I think I was fine with it not yeah. being called, though. I mean, I was fine with it because I'm all over the Bengals. Uh-huh. Needed that. Needed that in a big way. But I thought for sure. Now, if I was if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be a little PO'd today. This, you're, you're just sneaking it in. I mean, the easiest play in football, mm-hmm. right? 
Just push the pile forward. Mm-hmm. At the NFL level, it's seemingly impossible unless you're a couple of guys. Herbert Eagles do it every time. Yeah, right. Get it, I mean, it's like Iowa with Nate Stanley, right? right? It, it, it was, was an automatic. It was, yep. A lot of times, not just automatic for one. They no, get seven, four, eight five, out of it. yeah. It's their best running play a lot mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, it is so easy, and yet plays like this happen. Same right. thing, go back to the Minnesota-Buffalo game and how that yep. went yep. the way that it did. Just, it's now still, Trevor Lawrence is 6'6", six, six, and he's got a little bit of an mm-hmm. advantage, right? And it worked for him the other on Saturday night. Did you like that move? It was a little scary for a moment. Yeah. And then like, oh yeah, he was easily in. He was, easy, yeah. Um, I didn't have a problem with them not throwing the flag. I thought I one. thought it could have been. Fu- it I could have been though, and I I would have been apoplectic mm-hmm. if it was, regardless of what side you're looking at or anything like that. It, that's one of those fifty fifty calls. Leave it to the officials, right? Yeah, and I think they made the right one there. Uh, I I've, okay. I mean, fine. I thought I thought it certainly clearly could have been, but uh, it, it wasn't. So let's talk about the two and the three. Let's talk about the AFC because that that is set. We know mm-hmm. Jacksonville's going to go to Kansas City. We didn't see Kansas City play this weekend. Obviously, they're the one seed. Of the, of the two, the three, and the four that survive, um, any of those, if you're a Chiefs fan, who are you most worried about? The way they're playing now. Mm-hmm. Not that you go back to last year and you see Cincinnati or the Bills seemingly have your number because they beat you earlier this year. The way they're playing right now. Does anybody scare? Well, I know Nick Athens is going to say nobody does. Well, and I don't think he should because Cincinnati, I think, is the easiest choice. They have had their number just not last year in the championship game, but beat them again this year, beat them previously in the regular season a year ago. They got three straight wins against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. How many teams have done that? Tough to the beat a team there? four times in a row. But their offensive line is so banged they got, up. They got three of them out. Three mm-hmm. starting. Mm-hmm. An offensive line that even when it was at its best this year was okay. Even at its yeah. apex, was right. was below average. They might be the 14th best offensive line. I was going to go 18-20. <laughs> right. But, yeah. that, but that's what it was. And even with the work that they it's not a good line. Nope. And now you take three starters mm-hmm. off of it? Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is a wizard. Yep. Joe Burrow can do things that not many people can do. I mean, are we just raising the difficult level, this many more levels for what, him to see how, how to, tough can we make it on this guy? <laughs> right. What's next? <laughs> and you got three receivers that are going to be out next week. It just He did it last year with a bad offensive mm-hmm. line. He's doing it again, but there has to be some part where it just it all comes crumbling down. Now, they've also won games. What was the first playoff game last year? Wasn't Burrow sacked like eight times? Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> and they still won. Right. So I guess they'll just keep finding a way, right? Doesn't matter who's out there. You have retired guys, and you have guys coming off the street, and he just seemingly always finds a way. That would be the one, though. It's still Cincinnati for me, Mm -hmm. even with those offensive line woes. Mm -hmm. How about you? I don't think there's a team that's playing well enough to beat the Chiefs right now. I don't like the way the Bills are playing. I'm the Cincinnati's offensive line sooner or later has to catch up because he just can't. He has no time to throw the football, right? And that's the word. That's the problem. I like Cincinnati's defense. Um, I guess the easy answer is Cincinnati. Will Jacksonville give them a scare? They played earlier this year. Wasn't that the game, the Juju Schuster? Wasn't there a dirty play in that game? Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Was that the Jacksonville game? Well, Nick will know when we ask him. Looking at the odds to win the AFC, this tells tells me you believe there's a big gap between the Chiefs and everybody else, and I think I'm coming your way. Jaguars are 14-1. to Mm-hmm. This is just to win the AFC. To win the AFC. That's yep. all it is. Just win the AFC. Two mm-hmm. more games for each of these teams. Cincinnati, 4-1. to one. Jeez. Bills, plus 165. You can get the Chiefs a plus 140. 
Again, not a big separation between those two teams. It certainly looks like it from these eyes. I think so, too. I might be willing to dabble there. I think I got a free bet. Might need to fire at the Chiefs All right. at plus 140. Uh, we'll get Nick Athen on here. We'll get his take on uh, on that. Uh, Mr. Monday Night still come to come. Get his pick, his final Monday night game of the season. I think this wraparound weekend, um, I, I think it's something that the NFL is probably here to stay, if I, if I had to bet. I just don't see that this is uh, something that does not go over well amongst TV executives, of uh, as, uh, TV viewers. I believe when we see the numbers, it's going to be warranted. Uh, with extending this we'll see if indeed it is as cincinnati uh, buffalo they will collide jacksonville and the chiefs they will start divisional weekend uh that game and the times move a little bit here they we are not we no longer have at least on sunday the late games now 5 30 Yes, yeah, 2 o'clock and 5.30. 2 o'clock and 5.30, and that'll be the same as championship weekend. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the Super Bowl's uh, set there as well. Let's get Nick Athen in here, uh, primetimesportstalk.com, amongst others, for our friend Nick Athen. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Nick. Chiefs, uh, they now know their opponent. It is the Jags. Wasn't there a dirty play in that game when they played earlier this year, Nick? Uh, Was that Schuster getting hurt? Yeah, it was Schuster that got nailed, and they didn't call a penalty on it. It was a, I think it was a rookie officiating crew too, and uh, I, I'm not sure they knew what to do, and I'm not sure that they saw it. But uh, yeah, they actually lost Juju for, I think they played the Chargers the following week. They didn't have him, and maybe he sat out one more game after that. But um, yeah, that was probably something that uh, that's something that they're gonna they're gonna see in the game film when they review everything, and it's it's gonna fire a couple guys up because I know Patrick was furious. Uh, that there was no I remember that. on that play. Yep, I remember that. I, I, and he doesn't get upset. He doesn't get upset too often. They sit, they watch, and they see. Well, the Bills didn't look nearly as good as maybe we no. thought they were going to. No. Certainly, Cincinnati didn't look as good. Jacksonville with the minus five turnover differential wins a game. Smooth sailing, right? Just coast into the Super hmm. Bowl. Kind of feels that way. Yeah, How, even from an outsider perspective. Yeah. At the end of the day, the top four sides, you know, win, and the AFC mm-hmm. side, so that's a win. Uh, the Giants beating the Vikings wasn't a, a huge surprise to me. Was it? Um, okay. But, no, I actually, I'm undefeated so far, so I got, I got the, I got the Bucks tonight, so I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be undefeated if they win in my predictions. But, um, you know, for for Jacksonville, I mean, they just, they took what the Chargers gave them. You know, they were running the same offense. Doug Peterson was at the Chiefs run. So they were familiar with him in the first half, and they, they basically jumped routes. They kind of knew what was coming. And in the second half, they, they gave him those short yards because they thought that they were going to have to throw deep to get back in the game, and they just said, okay, we'll take five or six-yard throws every time, and we'll get five or six-yard runs. And that's exactly what happened. And had the Chargers played the same defense in the first quarter or the second quarter, we'd probably be talking about you know the Chargers coming you know, to, to Kansas City instead, which I would have loved to see that game. But, um, listen, Jacksonville, uh, Doug Peterson knows Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows Doug Peterson. So 
I think it's going to be a tremendous game. I hope you're right. I I, I just well, I hope it's a close game. I thought that uh, when I thought the Chargers would be the team to give them the you know the the most stern mm-hmm. test, if you will. But I get the Peterson right. Reed connection. I think that's fair, and it's obviously something uh, that was there. So when you watch the second half, Trevor Lawrence, not the first half, Trevor Lawrence, second half, right. Trevor Lawrence. Do you see a quarterback that uh, can give this defense fits? I mean, they're getting after the quarterback at such a high rate right now. Jones is playing terrific football uh, for Kansas right. City. Uh, what what scares you about Jacksonville? Well, I think you mentioned the key right there is Chris Jones. I mean, he has one sack and a few batted balls in the entire time that he's been in, the, in, in Kansas City in the postseason. He has to step up. If Chris Jones is dominant, then Trevor Lawrence is going to have a long day. Um, if he's not, then he's, he's got a chance. I mean, the Chiefs the Chiefs' corners are young. You know, we got to remember these are these are babies out there um, who are getting their first real test of high, high pressure football. You know, being in the postseason and the expectations involved. And you know, Trevor Lawrence, he can throw the ball anywhere. Uh, he can throw it any angle. He's got guys that can go deep. He's got guys that run the underneath routes. He's got backs that can catch the ball. And you know, he can he's he can get out of the pocket and use his legs and get first down. So, you know, I think the first half he was just he was just nervous. You know, it was obvious. It was a big thing. It was a big situation. The second half, you know, Doug Peterson just calmed him down and said, hey, you know, we're just going to do what we did, and we're just going to we're going to be aggressive when we have to, take chances, but we're going to just play our game. And if they control the clock, you know, they have eight, nine-minute drives or six, seven-minute drives and get touchdowns, you know, that could be a problem for Kansas City. You know, when they played back, what, five, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, you know, the Chiefs, I think, went up, what, 20, 20 to nothing. And, you know, they had a cut. They, they didn't play as well in the second half. And the Jaguars played better and got a late touchdown. The game was never really in doubt. So that's what the Chiefs are hoping for this time. Um, and I, and I, think, I, I think when you look at this game overall, you kind of have to say, okay, you know, as long as Kansas City doesn't screw things up and turn the ball over, you know, they should win this game by at least double digits, 10 or 12 points. And that's kind of what I'm expecting. So uh, yesterday saw a report that both uh, Nagy and Bienemy, two offensive co- coaches, including the coordinator there, have both uh, been requested to interview, not for a head coaching job, mm-hmm. but for an OC job with the Titans. Right. Bienemy's contract is up after this year. There's been just a lot of weirdness kind of with Bienemy here lately, and we've wondered, uh, what's it going to take for him to get a head coaching job? Maybe that ship has sailed. Would it, would it be a good thing for his future and maybe to get that opportunity to say, hey, I can do this another place outside of Kansas City? Yeah. I kind of think it's important for Eric. You know, I, I think if the Titans' job comes open, I mean, that's something that's being offered. Now, Nagy's not going anywhere. He's not leaving Patrick Mahomes. Patrick will put a, a put a, well, he'll chain him to a table. He's not going to let him leave. Um, so that's not going to happen. But, I mean, Eric interviewed for the head coaching job with the Colts, where I think he'd be a terrific fit. They're going to trade up to get the number one pick. You know, they're going to get a top-flight quarterback. Um, I think, I think Eric, that'd be a great situation for Eric. Um, but as far as the Tennessee job goes, you know, the lateral move would be, you know, an OC and maybe he's assistant head coach. Let him put a staff together. You know, if, if, if Brable hires him and say, okay, you know, Mike, I, I got to learn how to do this. Let me put an offensive staff together. You know, his Rolodex is pretty big. I think the two of them could come up with a good staff. But Eric needs to learn how to do that. Maybe do that for a couple years outside of any shadow. Let's say he, he, the Titans offense suddenly emerges back into a, a power running game with a play-action quarterback and they find their rhythm and find their groove in a division that they, 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 they could dominate every year if they play well. Um, to me, that's the best, one of the best scenarios for him. But I think, 
I don't think he'll be back in Kansas City no matter what. I, I think the Chiefs want to move on. I think he wants to move on. And listen, maybe he didn't come back to be the quarterback's coach. He came back to be off the quarter and eventually be the successor to Andy Reid. Three games this year. Somehow, week three, they the Colts beat them, um, which knocked a whole lot of people out of the Circus Survivor pool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then their last two losses were Buffalo and Cincinnati. So the question is, obviously, if the Chiefs advance over the Jags, and they're favored to do so, sure. and it says here that they will, um, who do you think poses the biggest roadblock uh, to getting to uh, Arizona for the Super Bowl? Would it be Buffalo? Would it be Cincinnati? Who? Which team do you fear more? I think it's going to be Carl Cheevers if he's the uh, if he's the uh, referee. <laughs> okay. uh, so let's be honest. No, just kidding. Um, honestly, I think the Bengals, just from the mental standpoint, uh, pose the biggest challenge uh, for Kansas City. It's something they have to overcome. You know, in the Mahomes era, there's never been a team. Uh, there's never been a quarterback that's been dominant over Patrick Mahomes. And, and Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow has the Chiefs number. Now, you go back to the three games they lost, the Colts game, you know, uh, if Chris Jones doesn't do that stupid thing, the Chiefs probably win that game. Yeah, I forgot about that. A, yep. Yeah, Kelsey dropped a touchdown pass. After that, they missed a field goal. Um, you go to the Bengals game, Kelsey has a turnover. You know, the Chiefs were driving. You know, and you look at the Bills game, I mean, you know, had Patrick not thrown that interception, uh, you know, at the end, in that first half, in the first quarter, when he just blatantly threw the ball up in the air for MDS, you know, that does, then maybe that's different. Uh, you, you can you can nitpick all you want to, but to me mentally, I think the 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 team that the Chiefs want are the Bengals. I think that they they have something to prove. I don't think they're going to lay an egg in the second half uh, like they did you know a year ago in the postseason, and that's the game they want back. That's what the fans want. But the Bills, you know, they have that little destiny ring. I mean, let's be honest. Buffalo had no business winning that game yesterday. If there was a competent quarterback on the other side, you know, they probably lose that game by ten or twelve points because of all the turnovers. Provided everything played out the way it did, I and mean, we all know anything can change, you know, in a game at any point. But for me, I think the Chiefs, you know, take care of business Saturday. Um, I, I think they want the Bengals mostly because they want payback, but they know that game will be at Arrowhead uh, instead of a neutral site in, in Atlanta. Nick, uh, we appreciate you coming on. We will talk to you next Monday. Um, should be a good one. Hope it is. Just hope it's a close game. I believe that uh, the Chiefs will advance. Thank you, Nick. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, good to talk it. to you. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Chiefs Focus uh, for our friend Nick Athen. The Jags show up, and, and again, there's only going to be eight teams left, but they're not supposed to be. They're kind of like Seattle wasn't supposed to be there, and for a while gave the Niners they all they wanted. Yeah. Um, Miami's not going to give the Bills a game with Skylar Thompson. Gave the Bills all that they wanted. Similar scenario here? You know, I can see it, but here's the first thoughts. Andy Reid off a bye. Andy Reid off a bye. (laughs) That always has to go into just the way that you see games. He is a completely different level than any other coach. Now, Kansas City has got by again this year, and they've done it for a couple of years. Not by covering, just winning. Mm -hmm. And how many of those games? They won, but... Man, there's only 31-27. Yeah. They should have beat that team by more. There's been a ton of those instances uh-huh. this year. This could be a fun handicapping week. I'm initial leans a couple of different ways, but nothing strong. We talked last week right away when I saw that Giants-Vikings. I jumped aboard right now. We just have the three games, of course, as we wait for tonight. But Jacksonville? Getting eight and a half. I can talk myself into both of those right now. 
Eagles seven and a half. It's up to seven and a half now. It is. That's what I was looking for. I can talk myself into I know I that can. one, and definitely. But on the other side, do I do a money line parlay with the Eagles? I, I think definitely I could go that way too and be swayed that direction. And then four. I'm telling you, four, four and a half with Cincinnati. I have no feel for that game whatsoever. I've had no feel for the whole season it's whatsoever. True. <laughs> it's true. It's been, been a little rough out there. Yes, yeah, seven and a half right now for that Giants Eagles game at Circa. And I believe seven and a half almost across the board offshore. There's one. Well, seven. it opened up at seven o'clock. I mean, at seven this morning. When I've checked out the morning, it was seven everywhere. So it's, it's getting some movement lately. You know, a big talker that's out there right now that, and uh, one, somebody brought it up. Oh, it was Jeff who called us. The draft the guy that spent $1.4 million to, to make $11,000. Um, should, Sportsbook operators be making those public? Yeah, I saw some back and forth with that. And was it Purdom or another one of well, the? Well, no, you know who it was? It was, uh, it was Matt Metcalf at, Matt Metcalf, at, at yeah. Circa. Yeah, and talking about that and. To embarrass our customers. Why would we do this? And he said, you know, you, if you work at a casino and some guy, guy just lost a million dollars playing on the blackjack table, you yeah. can't just go out and talk about that. Right. Even if you don't disclose right. their name, it's not something that people want out there. No. Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I did see some people in the comments after that tweet say that they've made big bets before, people in the gambling space, yeah. and said that they were asked by whoever their better is, hey, do you mind if we use this in social media? Right. It's one thing to, if, if you get permission. Right. The, other, the other side of it, though, I think it's good when Tom, Dick, and Harry all have a parlay and they beat the property. Mm-hmm. They put up, I don't know, 25 bucks and, and make... A hundred thousand yes, dollars. Yeah. You want that kind of publicity. Mm-hmm. So it could but if be some, you too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for a guy that's that, you know, obviously he's got the money, right? Yeah. But does the he did he sign up for the embarrassment that comes along with it? You know, dropping one point four million to make eleven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I don't know. Kind of torn. One hand I think it's great when it's uh you know, you're showing that it can be done. On the other hand, I don't know. I anticipate we'll see less of that. Gambling Twitter is an interesting space. We talk about Cyhawk Twitter all the time and the back and forth that happens there. Gambling Twitter, there are there's some weird dudes in there. There's some people that some nefarious stuff also seems to be happening from time to time. There's places that don't like operators for whatever reason. And as I've been on this heater, I've gotten a couple of comments from a few of those people. Mm-hmm. Went 18 and 5 on Saturday. Jesus. And what was brought up? You're five. What, one of the five, yeah. yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> You're not going to win them all. Nobody wins them all. You, want, you went 18 and you five. You go 18 and five against the number. Well, uh-huh. one of those five. And, that, and the guy what that, a bad read that was. Right. And, of course, you're, you charge how much for those picks? Nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All free. Uh-huh. Posted at Action Network. Uh-huh. No cost to you. Right. Yeah. 18 and five, not good enough. It's Twitter. Miller and Condon. We will uh, be joined by Nick Olson. Iowa State conversation next. One, one, one quick thing before we go mm-hmm. to break. Why can't college basketball, I'm not saying the eight day window or the six day window, whatever it is. Flexibly. Why, yeah. Why do we now know that every tip off until the end of February, mm-hmm. with the exception of the final regular season game of the year, we know where the game's going to be on and what time it's going to tip. I know there's more of them. That has to be it. But when it comes to, I mean, Kansas-Iowa State, that's not ESPN Plus worthy. Right. That's another notch above that. So when the schedule comes out, is ESPN looking like, I don't believe in T.J. Otzelberger. That team's got uh, Brockington, who's mm-hmm. going to score, dot, dot, dot. Iowa State's headed back to the bottom of the conference. Let's park them on plus four times in a row. <laughs> right. Four right? in a row. Kansas-Kansas State tomorrow night, that's on 
Big ESPN. Makes that, sense. That, 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 absolutely. You're not going to flex worthy. out of that game. It's at the Octagon of Doom. It's going to be a great environment. You get that. But I'm not even asking to be flexed. Just why, why the rush to tell us the tip times for a game on February 25th? Well, if you have the option between putting Texas-Iowa State with the Hunter, obviously, connection on top of it right. on TV as opposed to Baylor-Texas Tech. Yes. You already got all the Iowa State fans that all signed up on Saturday right. and they wanted to. Right. So now they already got the package, right? Well, hit a new fan base up. Mm-hmm. Or at least have that flexibility to be able to do it. Baylor Tech, it's on ESPNU. Okay, fine. At least it's on your TV. But it's on your TV. And for people flipping around, oh, Iowa State's playing Texas tonight. I'd like to watch it. Well, I'm not going to watch it on a tablet or on my phone. I'm, right. I'm not going to stream it because there's other games I want to watch on Tuesday night, whatever it may be. And it just falls by the wayside. And the same thing happened in here. And national people on Saturday say the exact same thing. Iowa State, Kansas. How can we not watch this? Mm-hmm. Money, right? Well, we're shortchanging Nick Olson. He's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.2. KXNO. The NFL playoff action continues. We are one step closer to Super Bowl 57 with the NFL division round coming up this weekend. Of course, we got Monday Night Football tonight in DraftKings Sportsbook. Check them out. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. All new and existing customers can also take a big shot at a bigger payout with DraftKings Stepped Up. Same game parlays boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I think there's some fun teaser Tonight? options, parlays. Yeah, there's a lot that you can put into this one. Fourth quarter, Brady, does he come back again? Mm. So many different ways you can get involved with DraftKings. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO. New customers bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round or in tonight's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KXNO. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in is required. 10-plus leg is required for the 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligible eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. If you have a when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply gambling problem called ever you get your podcast get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips circa sports iowa is where the pros play enjoy the highest limits lowest takeouts and competitive betting menus download fund and bet from anywhere in iowa circa sports iowa sports betting the way it should be download your new bookie today visit circusports.com must be over 21 and present in iowa to bet have a gambling problem call seven six now back to middle and condon on 106.3 kxno Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know, before Nick Oson from 24-7 SportsCycleAlert.com, just a real quick reminder uh, that tomorrow and uh, Tuesdays from now until the end of March, uh, if you're a fan of the Drake Bulldogs, Adam Emenecker will be with Trent and I every Tuesday. Doco Pizza Company sponsors that. And then later on in the week, 
More Emmenecker with uh, Heather and Sean. Oh, nice. So they'll get, uh, I think they'll get him to preview the weekend on mm-hmm. Thursdays and us to recap the weekend and look at the midweek game. Uh, but Adam Emmenecker uh, joins KXNO for Drake coverage starting tomorrow. Here's Nick Oson, 247sportscyclonealert.com. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, my guys. How are you? Doing well. Were you, you were in Lawrence, were you not, over the weekend? I was, yep. I did a, a there and back to cover that game, absolutely. Uh, just your thoughts on the environment, um, just uh, you know, kind of uh, an overview of what you saw. We'll get to the game in a second, but just the environment uh, uh, itself. Yeah, it, it's really interesting, Ken. I went last year, and I'm not sure if it was just maybe the magnitude of this game or the fact that my, my seat was in kind of a different spot this year, but quite honestly, there aren't many places NBA, college basketball, NFL, anything that really kind of match up to what I experienced. It's just crazy. Probably five to eight minutes before tip, everybody just kind of enters like this different level of focus, and they're loud most of the game. I I think that Iowa State handled it well. I I know we'll get more into the game, but Allen Fieldhouse is pretty special and a place I definitely hope to continue to get to. We saw late in that game, of course, Grill is the one that took the shot. It was a tough shot. But the component of it, I, I think a few people maybe had missed, was Kansas had two fouls to give. And because yeah. of that, you weren't going to get a perfect shot. You weren't going to get a great look in that situation because of that. How much do you Im- Im- think that impacted kind of what they were looking to try to draw up there and knowing you're probably not going to get a great shot? Yeah, I think that at least was kind of in the mind of you know the players and kind of the staff potentially when coming up with it. I, I don't have the exact quote here with me, but there was certainly a mention of that uh, post-game and kind of going into some of that explanation. I do think that ended up hurting Iowa State. I also would give some credit to Kansas. I felt like in certain moments, whether it was kind of that two- or three-minute stretch with a couple turnovers or obviously that late possession, they have kind of some of the length and versatility to really make things difficult. I think overall it's simply nothing more than really a tough loss to a really, really good team. And Mm -hmm. I think I can speak for a lot of the fans too. When I left and I was finishing my writing, I've been high on Iowa State and I left feeling even more encouraged for their chances because that's not an easy place to play. And for the most part, the Cyclones matched up and actually looked like as good, if not better, of a team at times in that second half. No, they certainly did. And and one in particular, a kid that I, I'm starting to uh, understand what T.J. Uh, is obviously rewarding to Marion Watson for, and that's his play. Um, we're, we're seeing we're seeing him seemingly every time he takes the floor as of maybe the beginning of Big Twelve play, right? I don't think I think it was the TCU game where he started to come alive a little bit, and in particular his last three games, they've all been double digit minutes, um, and he's not making mistakes out there. Yeah, I'm sure they I mean not not perfect. There's th- things he can work on, but he looks like he belongs, and the arrows clearly got any, nowhere to go but up. Yeah, Ken, there's a reason I, I felt like that player in Demarion Watson has the highest ceiling of this class. I, I think that obviously Lipsy has kind of shined, but I think you're right. Watson gets on the floor for good reason and just does good things. I feel like his jumper is, is kind of where we're seeing another level of kind of production with him. I mean, two massive corner three-pointers at a place like that was really big. He's always been active and 
even aggressive at times on defense. I think the arrow is only pointing up, and I do feel that Texas is going to be another game with some of the really, mm-hmm. really good guards that they have where he can maybe provide some length and versatility, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, and kind of make things difficult for the Longhorns at Hilton. Year number five, is this the time that Gabe Kalsher's figured it out from behind the line? <laughs> Hot the last two games mm-hmm. up to 35% on the season. Do we anticipate maybe... Maybe those awful performances at least are ironed out, or is it just you got to go in the hot and the cold with Gabe, and right now you ride the hot streak? Well, I think it certainly is a hot streak. I thought I saw earlier today he might be shooting close to 50% uh, from long range in Big 12 play. Something Uh like that I definitely saw. He's been very hot, but I actually do feel overall like he's just going to be in a good place the rest of the year, right? He might not score 20 Mm -hmm. every game. But, you know, just being able to kind of speak with him and be around him for a year and a half now. I've watched him at Minnesota, like I've mentioned. And I just think he's in such a good place. The team has so much confidence and trust and faith in what he does and what he brings to the table. And the fact that now you're starting to see Watson and you've seen Holmes and Caleb Grill's been hot. Not everything is going to be on Kelsher's shoulders, which I feel is going to end up being a positive. And I'm just intrigued, really, obviously covering the team, but being a fan of basketball, kind of what happens when Jazz Coons comes back because Kelsher has been probably the best player on the entire team, one of the best really in the conference since he's been starting for the Cyclones. So that's going to be something interesting that I'll be looking to see here in a few weeks. Uh, and has, has there been any timeline? Has it been pushed by? I thought I saw it was pushed back. Uh, into February after the uh, the Missouri, the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Early February, is that still the timeline? Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I expect. That is what TJ kind of hit on a little bit last week at the presser. But to me, that's always when I was kind of looking at guys and he was going to be back really that first week, week and a half of February, especially if the team's playing well. You don't want to rush something like that because you know that you will need him for kind of that stretch run. So, yeah, that's still what I'm anticipating, Ken, for sure. This team comes up and there are no nights off, but tomorrow night with Texas mm. coming back, with Tyrese Hunter obviously making his return to Hilton, it's going to be a charged-up arena. Students are back. Got the students back. That's going to make a difference in there. This Texas team, after they had that loss to K-State a couple weeks back, on the heels of obviously what turned out to be the firing of Chris Beard. Yeah, well... It's going the wrong way. Well, they're still 15-2. and two. Right. <laughs> they're, they're still one of the best offenses in the country. They're playing at a high level. The defense is certainly improving here. This is going to be also a hungry team making their way in. What thought to be a season coming maybe off the rails a little bit for Texas. They found a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to give them some credit, Trent. Honestly, there's something about that team, whether it's Jimmy Allen or... Marcus Carr, some of the staff making adjustments. I feel like even when they kind of falter or get behind first half, late in games, whenever, they're just kind of finding ways to win recently. Close victories, but still victories that they are. So it's going to be really intriguing. I don't think they've necessarily gone up against a defense like Iowa State. Mm -hmm. I'm certain that they haven't played in an atmosphere that I am expecting to see uh, Tuesday evening. And I just feel like that's all really going to add to it. But Again, it happens when you have experienced scorers. We talked about some with Iowa State. I'm pretty high on Allen with Texas, and I think Marcus Carr, though he can be very inconsistent, he obviously finds ways to score late, and I know that that team 
really has a lot of confidence in him. So you're exactly right. I think that, you know, some of the players and, and certainly the staff get some credit for not letting things fully fall off after kind of the awful things that were happening, uh, you know, down there and around the program. And it's going to be a tough task. I don't think maybe enough people are necessarily talking about that aspect of Tuesday. Uh, they beat Gonzaga early in the season. They they lost to Illinois in overtime, and then they're only lost. And it, it's a head-scratcher. Not that K-State beat them, but that K-State put up 116 points on them. <laughs> I mean, that that's just such an anomaly when you look at Texas' body of work this year. They're better than that defensively. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they're at Iowa State's level by any means, but giving up a buck 16 to anybody. Yeah, that was just kind of a weird game from what I saw. It felt like it was one of those, as announcers just sometimes say, defense optional in this one. I think that the Stars really showed out offensively for both teams. I'm expecting certainly not a game like that, but a little bit more high scoring maybe than we saw uh, on Saturday in Kansas. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, maybe the refs call things a little tighter and fouls pick up just because you know what the intensity level is going to be, but I'll give credit to the players and T.J. Otzelberger as well. They weren't really reading this, or at least quotes in the media talking as if this game is going to be much of anything different than the rest of the conference slate. Obviously, you kind of expect that, but still it was something that we saw kind of at the presser this morning. And I can tell you guys, just as a basketball fan, I really can't wait to be there and see what it's like. Uh, last thing, Nick, uh, any football news? I mean, your your uh, your pay subscribers at CycloneAlert.com, they knew the uh, that uh, the Campbell hirings uh, that were made official. Uh, you you were all over those. Anything else percolating out there uh, in, in football? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, quite honestly, not a ton since some of my last reports, I think, at the end of the week. So, yeah, just kind of when I was off this show. But basically what I can tell you is just checking around from people outside the program but with some connections. There's a lot of excitement kind of with the guys that were named. I'm comfortable saying I've spoken to a couple former players uh, that played for Jordan Lang, the new special teams and running back coach, and it sounds like he's got a real balance of being able to connect with players while still kind of towing that fine line of being the leader and the guide to these units. So I think that's going to be really exciting. And I would say I expect kind of the last move to be figured out here pretty soon. Uh, Obviously, the new players reported over the weekend, and and that was out there. But otherwise, yeah, these things are wrapping up as we get a little closer to some meaningful football. (laughs) Good stuff, Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Anything else you'd like to promote before we let you go coming up at CycloneAlert? Yeah, I would actually. We just did uh, a basketball recruiting update. I just put that out before I got on here, and I'm kind of looking forward to the end of the week. I'll be going to kind of some different schools around the area, uh, speaking with some in-person interviews, and junior days coming up as well. So heavy recruiting after tomorrow, guys. Good stuff, Nick. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you, Nick 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. Well, the, it's, it's sad that we're at this point, but uh, Mr. Monday Night, who's been with us well, since week one, yeah. uh, and he's been good this year, I had another winning year Mr. Monday Night did. It all comes down to this. It's Tampa Bay, and they're a home dog. Getting two and a half. Is it still two and a half? Two and a half, there's some juices being adjusted right now. Okay. I see if you're laying it, it's minus 120 right now at Circa. If you're grabbing it, it's an even bet. 
uh, if you go that direction, if you're just playing the point spread there. So play with some uh, juice out there. Haven't seen any flips, though. Haven't seen any threes pop or go back the other way. And that's what they're trying to avoid. Yes. Stay uh, off that field. Uh, yeah, they don't want that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be brutal? <laughs> Final Monday night game. Everybody gets their money back. Yep. Uh, Miller and Condon and Mr. Monday Night next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And Human Services. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-8-Hack and we'll replace them. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We put this bumper away until September. Mr. Monday Night's final appearance of the year was a winning year. Let's see if you can go out a winner. 10-6 and six on the year, Mr. Monday Night. Comes roaring back. You know where I'm going. I'm grabbing the points. It's one final Monday Night game. You think I'm not going to grab the points one more time? Give me the home dog. Give me the Buccaneers. I don't know how. We talked about stinky football DNA all over the Chargers a lot this year. Same thing with the Cowboys. Just something a little bit off with that squad. I'm going to jump aboard again. Got a few other plays for you. We're already 1-0 and on the day. Who'd Got you that, have? That Georgetown first oh, half I told you right, about. Right, right, right. We yeah. hit that one as they were down four at the half. We got Michigan State coming up here plus the four and a half at home against Purdue. Brown plus eight and a half tonight. Delaware. How about a little Western Kentucky for you? And UAB along with those Buccaneers plus the two and a half. Minnesota, Illinois tonight at 5 o'clock in the Monday Night Football. Sounds like a plan at the Miller House. That's going to do it for us here today. No more local programming. Done. Uh, what's the Iowa Wild this afternoon? 145. They'll 145. take the air 2 o'clock face-off with the Wild. Good stuff.